Welcome to another episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast, a podcast all about inspiring and encouraging dads and anglers as we wade through fishing, parenting, and faith on the fly. Coming up on episode 57 of Dads on the Fly, we get the opportunity to interview Mr. Ryan Goldsberry of Risen Fly Company. Ryan started Risen Fly several years ago. It has grown into an awesome trout fishing and fly fishing company, and these guys are getting it done when it comes to creating a small business that works for the consumer. So we hope you'll enjoy this story. He also talks a little bit about uh, his faith journey and what it's like raising kids and running a fly shop. So we really hope you will enjoy this episode. And stay tuned for the end for a special discount code from Ryan for all of your purchases from Risen Fly Company. All right, so here we are with uh, Dads on the Fly today, and Caleb, we have a very special guest. Um, this is actually a company, I always have a story, you know, about how I find these people, but when we first started fly fishing, for Christmas one year, I got you and Dad a couple of fly boxes, and and these fly boxes had risen fly on them, and, uh, you know, I didn't know if that was just like trout risen or, or, or what, and then I started doing some research about... Uh, these folks at Risen Fly, and it turns out that they have a, a really cool message. Some of their rods were named like Genesis and In the Beginning and all this stuff, and I was like, wow, these, these guys are sweet, and uh, then we started doing this Dads on the Fly thing, and uh, my, our buddy Howie, which we will talk about often on the show, said, you need to reach out to these guys, and so finally I got in touch with with Mr. Ryan here, and so today we have, I think we probably should have asked him his title better, but probably the founder, owner of, what, what would you say there, man, is your big title, Ryan? All of the above. I mean, <laughs> master of all trades, I don't know. I write all kinds of things in my uh, my email tagline, and it kind of changes every six months, so whatever I decide to call myself for the day. Well, we really appreciate you being here with us today, man. We can't thank you enough for taking a little time out for, for Dads on the Fly. And uh, before we get into the story of Risen Fly, we wanted to just start with, uh, what was your intro into fly fishing? Are You're located in Pennsylvania now. Are you from Pennsylvania? Is that where you've always been located? I'm born and raised about 10 miles from where our shop is, where, you know, my kids go to the same school district that I grew up in. My mom taught there, like, you know, some people leave our county. I call it the rubber band butt theory. They might leave, but they're going to get snapped back in at some point in time. So <laughs> it's that. just a good old, like, there's just a lot of small towns in our area. We're just north of Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania. And yeah, I'm, I'm staying here. The only reason I'll ever leave is probably for a little vacation and I'm coming right on back. So all my family's in the area too. So, um, but yeah, in terms of how I got into fly fishing, people ask me that question. I still don't know the answer to it. Um, I never watched a river runs through it. I didn't have a buddy that taught me how my dad never did growing up. It was just one day I was like, that kind of looks cool. Let's try that. Um, so I remember I got a gift card from my parents for Dick Sporting Goods, which is actually headquartered here in the Pittsburgh area and uh, bought a fly rod. And I vividly remember going to my parents' backyard with a rod and reel in which my parents and my siblings were all out there watching me, none of which who have ever fly fished before. And I'm trying to cast, in which I've never put a rod in my hand before. And they're like, I don't think that's the way you do it. And I'm like, how would you know? You've never done it either. <laughs> so that's like my earliest memory of fly fishing that's been about 20 years ago now. 
And, uh, and it just kind of, you know, not to use too many bad puns, it just hooked me. Like I just dove in deep and got onto a good, uh, forum site that I, you know, rub shoulders with a lot of older gentlemen that have been doing it for decades and just gleaned wisdom, wisdom off of them. And then I had a pastor move to our church, um, a, probably about two or three years after that. And he was just, just instantly turning on my fly fishing buddies. So I fished with him and his dad, and his son, and. You know, we had some great adventures. Unfortunately, he moved to Iowa a few years ago. So, Matt Fry, if you're if you're uh, listening to this, I still miss you. And one of these days, we're gonna fish together soon too. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the beginning, and uh, and I just dove in head first and and loved every second of it and wanted to teach other people to do it. So that was kind of the very beginning of you know I do everything 110 percent and and just you know loved it so much that. It was like, okay, my brother-in-law, you're coming with me. My buddy at church, you're coming with me. My neighbor, you're coming with me. Let's learn how to fly fish together. And, you know, so that was kind of the beginning for me. And it's been, well, it's been about 20 years now since that started. That's really cool. I love the way you talk about that because I, I sense mm-hmm. that in myself with fly yeah. fishing. It, I love doing it on my own. Don't get me wrong. But there is something super special about mm-hmm. taking other people, getting them on their yep. first fish. It is just, uh, it's a really exciting thing. So so you started doing that, and then now it's led to to Risen Fly. So tell us kind of where the story of, of Risen started and uh, <laughs> where it's where it's gotten itself to. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I probably had spent a solid one to three months kind of researching some things. So I come from an entrepreneurial background. My dad had his own electrical contracting business and saw him growing up kind of running his own company and seeing some of the benefits. And of course, you know, there's always some downsides of that too. Um, and I was looking at one company that was kind of my inspiration and I was like, you know what, I could do that too. So I started looking at some stuff online and looking at some manufacturers and kind of working on tweaking some designs and starting small with a few things. And I always say all good men marry up. And I am by far a good man because my (laughs) wife is well above where I am. And uh, we had I think we had our two kids. We have five right now. So I've got a 12, 10, 8, 6 and then a three month old. So one girl and four boys. So we had two. And I remember sitting next to my wife, the kids were in bed and I'm at a computer, like looking at stuff, you know, hadn't talked to her about it yet. And I looked over and asked a question that all husbands asked their wives, knowing full well, the answer is no, but they have to ask anyway. And it was like, Hey honey, you think I could have some money to start a fly fishing company? And she looked at me, as I said, she's a great woman. And she's like, I think we can figure something out. So that was kind of like literally the birthplace of of my thought on risen fly fishing back in, I would say the summer of 2012. Um, so I found some manufacturers that I wanted to work with. We started started super small just by selling on eBay for about four or five months. I sold fly lines and like nippers and backing and, you know, literally just bought a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff just to see if I can flip it for a small profit on eBay. And then um, about four or five months in, I said, you know what, let's take this up a level. Um, started with a couple reels and uh, so we started with our Anakin reel, which is the race of giants that Goliath came from and our Ichthus reel, both of which are now discontinued because it's been 10 years now. And that's the Greek fish symbol that you see. So it's Greek for fish. Um, so we started with those, built a website um, and kind of figured all of that out on my own. So I reached out to a buddy of mine from college who did a lot of web design and stuff like that. And he said, you know, use this company called Shopify. You can do everything through them. And that's what I've used since the beginning. They're the biggest, 
uh, online um, retail store that you can build your own websites off of and everything integrates and super easy. I won't go into all the fun details of those. And it just kind of grew and I, it was just a side gig for me. Like, okay, I'm going to pack a couple orders. And in the beginning, pretty much when I put stuff on sale, I would sell it. I sold nothing like full price for the first like two years and it started to grow and then, and then it grew a little bit more. And then I kind of wrangled one of my buddies in to do some of the shipping for me because my day job was getting pretty busy then. Um, and it just continued to grow for about four or five years, you know, little by little. Um, about, so we're hitting 10 years next month, um, about, I would say four or five years ago, it started really getting big. My buddy was helping me out, moved out of state. My dad stepped in cause he knew how busy I was. And he's like, I've never fly fish, but I'll ship all your orders out for you. So, and it was always funny having my dad work for me, you know, being the guy that I looked up as the entrepreneur. <laughs> I cannot I imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so he's like, I don't know what all these flies are and why is somebody ordering one? You know, we sell them like a half dozen. So he's like venting to me. I'm like, I know, I know you're preaching to the choir. You know, you get a discount if you do a half a dozen. He's like, what if they lose it in the tree? I said, I tell them the same thing. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's just funny as he's, uh, as he's working for me and, you know, there's times he'd mess up. I'm like, dad, you messed this up. He's like, I'm sorry. I didn't know what that was. I'm like, that's fine. We'll figure it out. Um, so probably about three, four years ago, my wife looks at me and I was financial planner. We've had four kids at the time. And she's like, Ryan, this thing better start making some money or you're done. Um, so I just kept reinvesting everything. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's taking up too much to time. You already have a hobby. Now you have a job that's not paying us any money. Like, I'm like, be patient. It's coming. I know. I know it's taking a lot of time and effort and just give me a little bit of time and this is really going to start working out and uh fast forward to like 2019 and i said i said honey it's time i said i think it's time to start looking for a retail space and look at opening a full-time fly shop and going you know 100 percent into this so it took some some prayer on both of our sides to say okay is this really what god wants us to do you know we've got a couple kids I was volunteering at the youth ministry. I actually spent 13 years um, being one of the leaders of like high school small groups in our youth ministry. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to stop that ministry. We're going to have to make some changes here. Am I going to run both jobs as a financial planner in this? So it was a lot of time kind of hitting our knees and praying together um, before we made the decision. That it's like, okay, let's, let's do this. You know, if the doors keeps closing, then that's an answer to prayer. If all of a sudden one opens and everything works out, then fantastic. So I spent a couple months looking for a retail store and it was, it was funny. I was driving to an appointment with one of my clients um, in our town and I drove by this place and it had a for lease sale or uh, for lease sign on it. And I was like, I know who owns that. I said, it's a, a buddy of mine who I know a little bit, our wives were friends and we're in a Bible study. So I had his number and I called him up. I was like, hey, Steve, what's going on with that building? He goes, well, the last company is out and we're looking for somebody to come in. I said, I think I want to put a fly shop in there. He's like, let's talk. So, you know, he turned into a really good friend of mine, uh, mainly through that. So, you know, I'd pay my rent check and he'd kind of come in and he's like, oh, I need some flies now, Ryan. And um, and then he got me into bird hunting two years ago. That's a whole different story. So we're, we're shooting pheasants together now. And uh, doing a little bit of fly fishing together. And that was just kind of a great intro into uh, getting the brick and mortar started. So 
that yeah, the company grew over what is that about a seven year time frame from just being a little place that I was packing a couple orders, like literally two or three orders a week in my basement to now being my full time job. And uh, we tried to open in March of 2020. Wow. So <laughs> I yeah, yeah, try, try <laughs> yeah. is the key word there. So our uh, our county was just in utter disaster because we had a uh, care facility that had like over 50 percent of the people got covid and the National Guard literally got called in. So everything was on complete shutdown. And I was like, OK, God, what are we going to do here? You know, I can't go see my clients anymore because I'm kind of like phasing out of that. And now I need to open the shop and I got a family to support. And uh, it was almost within a couple months of us delaying our opening and getting a few people in here and there that just things started skyrocketing. So it was it was one of those like closed doors on the old business and open doors for this business. And God really made it evident that, you know, it's it's time to do this and, and I'm going to support you through the whole thing. So you've said a couple of things I want to follow up on there. Yeah, the, uh-huh. uh, the, the first one is you, you talked about those early years. Um, it was kind of more of a hobby still then, I guess, even mm-hmm. a hobby that was making you maybe not, as you said, not profiting <laughs> yet, but you were right. starting this, this business. And uh, was it, was it fly fishing that hooked you specifically or was it, being a part of this industry, I guess that may be the same question, but you know, you could have done any kind of fishing or bird hunting or, or you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. what was it about this sport that really kind of captured you said, Hey, I, this is the business I want to open. Yeah. So I was fly fishing, I would say probably about 10 years before I opened the business. Um, but for me, what sucked me into fly fishing is just like the depth of it. You know, I tell people in the shop all the time, we just finished a four-week class last night. Uh, we had 14 people in the class, intro to fly fishing, just a four-week course of teaching people what it's all about. And I was like, the great thing about this is, you know, you can go anywhere you want. If all of a sudden you're like, I want to get into the entomology and learn the Latin of all these bugs and never tie a nymph or a streamer on the rest of my life, like, go and do that. If you're like one of the guys we have in the shop and he chases pike and muskie on the fly and, you know, he's all over the place looking for the biggest, meanest fish in the water, go do that. If you want to chase little mountain brookie streams and catch six inch wild brook trout, you know, where there's nobody else going to you're going to see for the rest of the day, like go do that. Um, So that's kind of what sucked me in is like not only do I have so many options of things to do and Pennsylvania is a phenomenal state for fly fishing, um, but it kind of like okay, now I can figure out that this bug hatches on this stream at this week every single year. And once I learn about it, I can go do it again. And I know if I show up with these patterns, I'm going to catch some fish. So for me, like the mental side of it kind of sucked me in. It's like, oh, I'm not just sitting there on a dock with a worm under a bobber and waiting for something to happen. It's very active. And there's a lot of like thought process and education that I can get to make sure that I'm better and can enjoy it more. Like, you know, I got into, into bird hunting and I'm like, okay, I got to read about this. And I, you know, I, I started dove hunting with my five-year-old last year and we got decoys and a dove call and figuring out where to go. Like, it's not like, Oh, I'm just going to go sit in the field and figure it out. Like, you know, I do all my research behind the scenes. And, and when, when I learned about fly fishing, it was just like that, that encapsulated me of, I really want to know more about this to find more success to go to different places, to enjoy being in God's creation, to share it with other people. Like, you know, all of, all of the above is what kind of sucked me in. 
Um, and yeah, I know that locally our fishing isn't that great, but we've got Erie Steelhead an hour and a half drive. We've got some of the world famous uh, Spring Creeks in Central PA in the State College area, three hours away. Uh, we've got some great warm water fishing locally too, and it's just like when what when do I have time to do all these things? Because there's just so many options around here, and it just you know it's just like yes, all of the above. I'm here. Let's do it. Uh, uh, we relate for sure with that. <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. so question, what, what is, there's all these great companies out there. What mm-hmm. led you to start risen fly? What, what kind of separates it or makes it different or why yeah, did you so, feel like so we want to start a shore from, or start a store? Yeah, two, twofold from the beginning. One was we wanted, I wanted to make sure that who I am is on display and, uh, and me, you know, my father grew up, grew me up. Um, with great integrity that, you know, I look back on it and, and I kind of like was angry about it. You know, some stories are like, I, he teach me how to cut the grass and I'd miss like a two foot strip in the middle of the backyard. He's like, go do the whole thing again. I'm like, man, you're so mean. And then I'm like, oh, he taught me to just do a job well. And like through lessons of that taught me um, to make sure that in all things that I'm doing, I'm doing it, you know, for myself, but also for his glory too, that whether it's cutting the grass, whether it's doing business, whether it's being a volunteer at the church or a father or a husband, it's like, do it well. Um, and when I looked at, at this, I wanted to make sure that who I am and my inspiration of who God is, is on display in the, in the business. Um, so when we look at the business overall, the gospel is there through some of the names of our products, the names are, uh, of our company as a whole. Um, and then a big inspiration when we first opened the shop was now to have that be our our central idea and and have conversations with people. So I've brought people to church that have walked into our shop just talking fly fishing and all of a sudden I'm presenting the gospel and handing them a Bible. Um, it doesn't happen every day, but it gives us the opportunity to be able to have those discussions rather than just being online. So that was one. And the other one was price. I mean, I take all these buddies out and tell them you know, Hey, here's a rod and a reel. Let's catch some fish. And I tell them like, Oh, well you need a rod. It's three or $400 and a reel. It's 200 bucks and flies, you know, they're two, $3. You need a couple hundred of those. Like you're in for 1500 bucks. Just <laughs> when you're beginning, you need a lot because you're going to go all over the <laughs> right, place. Right. Yeah. They're in the trees. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when I did that and, and I saw these people kind of balk after they've caught some fish with me, they're like, ah, I can't really afford that. I'm like, well, what, do, what can I do about that? So getting in a good price range, backing it up with a lifetime warranty um, was really a lot of the inspiration behind it. And then I had a business background. I was a horrible student in college, didn't actually completely finish. Um, but I learned a lot from my dad and from you know schooling. Um, and then I became a financial planner. So that was my day job for about 13 years. And the business skills that I gained there really helped me open this business and be successful in growing it. I think a lot of people have a hobby and they're like, oh, I'm going to turn it into a business, but they don't have any business skills. So the blessing of those kind of helped me find success and build this business over the last handful of years. Uh, so that's kind of the twofold is, is the gospel and being and bringing price wise in, uh, in all of our products. We're not the cheapest out there, but when I look at a lot of our competitors, we're appropriately priced like our Genesis rod series starts at 109 bucks and has a lifetime warranty. I will challenge people to go find a rod in that price range that even comes close to the quality that we have ours at. So I don't, I don't know if you can go into detail, but how, how, I would not. I think it's remarkable that you – that's what we think is so cool. You make your own stuff. I mean, it's, it's your rod 
blanks. I don't even know what all that looks like. But you know, you got <laughs> you guys are making your stuff, and we mm-hmm. talked about just before how you know your shop, except for a couple of things that you know you don't produce yourself, um, mm-hmm. as far as like maybe materials and stuff like that. But you, I know we've seen great things. A lot of people tie with your hooks. I know you get a lot of. Uh, big time tires that I've seen tie with those for sure. I've seen in reels and stuff. And, um, I think that just says a lot and that's what kind of drew me, you know, I, mine started with a, a fly box and, uh, but mm-hmm. I just, just the name stuck, stuck with me. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a risen fly. It's still a box I have right there on my fly tying table and I put my <laughs> flies in and, and it's held up for, 10 years since I bought it. That was mm-hmm. one of your early orders. That was one of those basement orders that you, <laughs> packed, that you packed. That was, that was coming out to me. So, um, yeah, just, just such a cool thing. I think what you said is another thing that really drew me and Caleb to speaking with you today and for this episode is that, you know, you're real intentional. You don't, you don't shy away from this is our neighbors and fly and you're, it's opening up some opportunities to obviously to present the gospel and, and hopefully even as that's presented, maybe even get deeper with folks as they come back and forth in the shop over time. Um, that's just an awesome thing you got going. We, we have big kudos for that, man. Yeah. It, one of my favorite things is when someone asks me like risen fly fishing, why'd you call it that? I'm like, let me tell you. <laughs> so just like a full open door and you know, God's kicking it open. Like, okay, here Ryan go. So it's, it's been neat just having something as simple as that. I actually, our, our head pastor came in to visit the shop. Uh, like a week ago, just to kind of walk around and see it and explaining some of that stuff. And he's like, Brian, that's really neat that you kind of have that in the forefront. And, you know, it's not like we're walk people are walking in and we're handing them a gospel track every time for you sure. walk in the yeah, store. For sure. um, but it's there, like it's, it's there enough that people are going to ask some questions. And, you know, we've had two or three people in the shop today, like, are you a Christian company? And I'm like, well, let me tell you about that. I had somebody on one of our online chats a day or two ago, like, what kind of Christian company are you? I was like, Ooh, well, I don't know if we're going to get into this much philosophy today, but maybe <laughs> another time. We'll yeah, uh, <laughs> for sure. So, uh, you've told us a lot about risen fly. Where, where do you see it? Where do you see it continuing to go in the future? So I don't like to share all of my future business plans. Completely understand. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So my, my next couple steps with the business. So we, we moved into this new storefront. We moved from about 500 square feet um, of our first storefront that we moved into in uh, March, 2020 and August 1st, just about a month and a half ago from when we're recording this, we moved into a new storefront in a more affluent town and we have about 2200 square feet total um but we have very limited storage so we've got a storage unit in the back we've got uh some areas here that we've got one of our our employees mitch who does all of our online ordering fulfillment so he's got his own workstation but we're running out of room and our online business is growing a lot so i think our next business step is to actually open a pseudo warehouse and do all of our online fulfillment and separate the actual brick and mortar store from our online sales. So that's my next business plan from there. Um, as it grows, I'm going to take it. I mean, literally my prayer from day one was God, wherever this goes, I'm just going to follow. And in the beginning it was really slow and he decided like, I'm going to push this a little bit farther. And I'm like, I always joke. I said, I'm leaning down the mountain, hoping my fi- my feet catch up from me. You know, it's just, I'm just running as fast as I can. And, and, and business has been growing at an astronomical rate in the last couple of years. We talked briefly about COVID, no matter what you think about it, but I think it was great for outdoor sports 
Mm-hmm. We had uh, all these people that couldn't go on their beach vacations or hop on a plane. So they had to figure out something to do locally. So golf and hunting and fishing and kayaking and biking and trail running, like all those outdoor activities skyrocketed. And it really, we saw that directly in our business. Um, so my plan is that's the next step is as our online business is growing and we're needing more room for storing of, you know, all of our inventory and hiring new people. So just looking at our staff, I started pretty much working every day of the week outside of Sundays. I always say we're like Chick-fil-A. We're closed every day except for open every day except for Sunday. We're closed. Um, worked almost the first full year of the shop being open by myself. And then I hired somebody part time to fill some of our online orders. And then spring of 21, I hired a part timer to work in the shop with me, took Adam full time that fall. And then in May, we hired Mitch and replaced him with our other employee because we needed someone to go full time and the other guy couldn't. And then I just hired another guy, Dirk, who used to run a lodge. Well, not run a lodge. He used to guide and, and work a lot of, uh, of a lodge out in Montana, but lived locally. Just hired him on a couple of weeks ago. So I went from me working by myself two and a half years ago to me and two full timers, a part timer. And then we've got another guy, Chris. He's our Pike and Muskie guru. He helps teach our classes on a weekly basis too. So it's just, you know, we're growing like crazy and, and hoping that, uh, that everything that we've built up in the business continues to go that way. So my next plan, like I said, is to, is to outsource and, and separate our online fulfillment in a warehouse. And then if things continue to go well, and I'm going to take the next probably 24 months here in the shop, I'd love to open a second shop. So I'd like to do that. And if that continues to go well, I'd like to look at franchising from there. Really cool. That's awesome. Con- congratulations yeah. on the growth of it all, by the way. Thank I mean, that's super thank great. You Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to just ask. We're going to take a break here in a second um, and come back and talk about just being a dad through all that. But uh, yeah. just wanted to ask, um, you know, obviously, I, I would think when all you've said about your relationship with uh, uh, with Christ and, and your commitment to that through all of this, is there something that you maybe kept coming back to during the grind of trying to, you know, those early years grinding through? Is there just something that I know you said you're always committed 110%, but maybe just something when maybe I'm sure there were some frustrating times where you were just like, I, I can do this, but you know what I mean? Was there something you kept coming back to? Yeah. Um, it was, I mean, it was definitely tough and my expectations were not as big as what the company was at that point. It's like, Oh, well, you know, we're going to sell this and we're going to sell this. And then I go like days without a sale early on, like what is going on? And um, for me, just like diving into fly fishing, I dove into the business side of it too. Of What do I need to learn? How do I need to figure out how to do online ads and, um, and just educating. But I think that the thing I'm an emotional guy, so hopefully I don't tear up here. It's my wife. Like, you know, she just was in my corner from the absolute beginning and just constantly supported me both in prayer and, you know, making sure that, no matter where I was going, she was in my corner and, uh, you know, she's just always been there for me. So that was, that was really key in the overall business that it's like, okay, if this isn't going to work out, it's not going to work out for the both of us. But if it is going to work out, like I'm here and supporting you no matter what. I think that's awesome. I think that as dads on the fly, that is, uh, couldn't be said any better. We talk about family all the time. Yep. And uh, sometimes we talk so much about our kids. We for we, we we talk about our wives a lot. We had them on an episode, but we forget to give <laughs> them uh, sometimes all the credit they deserve for you know being yeah. supportive of a hobby that for you has turned in um, 
to a business for sure. So we're going to take a quick break, man. And then uh, we're going to come back and talk with Ryan about just uh, what it's like to run a fly shop and be a dad at the same time to five kids. So I can't wait to hear about all that. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This episode of Dads on the Fly is brought to you by Anadromous Fly Company. Joshua, tell everybody about Anadromous Fly Company. Okay, the Anadromous Fly Company is your sharpest decision in fly tying tools and scissors. And for our listeners, you can use Dads20 at checkout for 20% off of your entire purchase from Anadromous Fly Company. That's at aflyco.com. Yeah, so go see Herb and his team at aflyco for some amazing scissors. These scissors have changed our fly tying game. So check them out at aflyco.com and use Dads20 at checkout. And we are back with Mr. Ryan Goldsberry of Risen Fly Company. Ryan has been sharing a lot about the Risen Fly story and telling us a little bit about what that's been like to get this whole company running and all the great products that you guys have. Ryan, you you alluded to it right before we took that break about how important it was for your family to be, be involved in this with you. You told us you, you're a parent to five kids uh, from yes. three months old to 12 years old. So yes. Tell us a little bit about what that was like, being a dad, being a family man in the midst of starting and now running a successful fly shop, fly company. Yeah, it's uh, it's just different. I, I laugh that um, when when my wife and I were going through our premarital, premarital cancel, counseling with our pastor and he goes, you know, how many kids do you want? And we had talked about this and he's like, and I was like, I want to, my wife's like three, but we get front of our pastor and she goes four and i said four i don't want four kids I said you're nuts so i used to always joke when we were first getting married like i wanted two and a half and somehow we doubled that number <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh so it's it's been great i mean um you know i won't go into too many personal stories but like we struggled with our first one took us almost a year and then not to get too graphic on the podcast, but we batted a thousand four times after that. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, kids probably may not understand what that means, but you guys do. And uh, and it was just like, OK, this is what God has planned for us. And I never thought I'd have a big family and five kids is definitely a big family. You know, we've got pictures of them up in the shop. And uh, and when I tell somebody, oh, yeah, I've got five kids, they're like five kids. You know, God bless you. And I, my response is always, yes, he has. Um, <laughs> he it. has like blessed that. me very much. That's always my response to that. And uh, and it's just been it's been fun. Like I've put a fly rod in my kids hands every single one. Then when they hit like five or six years old and like my daughter, I've got a daughter who's 12, Lilia. And then I've got four boys after her. So she is the princess of the house. Uh, we just had our newest baby, Micah, he's three months old. And when we did a gender reveal and it came out blue, she cried for three days. So <laughs> she just wanted a sister and it just didn't happen. And, you know, I was like, well, you're my only princess now and you're definitely going to be treated that way. Um, so in terms of like parenting through the fly fishing, uh, my oldest son, who's 10 Nolan, he's definitely like driven by it now. So we took a father son trip to West Virginia this year. Unfortunately, the river was absolutely at flood stage. Um, we we went on the way home and caught him his first wild brook trout on a little stream, but we we're planning on fishing for three days and we didn't fish at all until the way home. So he was a little disappointed. I took him to a little club. He caught his first brown trout. It was like a 20 inch brown trout at the club. And now he wants to catch a steelhead. So I'm going to try to 
get him on a day off and go up steelhead fishing. The next one, Joel, um, actually Nolan, he's been fun the last couple months. He's like, dad, can I come to work with you on Saturday? I so, was wondering when the been, kids were going to start working in the shop. Yeah. <laughs> so I, one thing I haven't mentioned is I actually got Lilia involved about four or five years ago. So she, uh, has it been that long? It might even be longer. So she started making those rubber band bracelets, the rainbow loom bracelets and like selling them on the corner at the plaza by her house. And it got me thinking because I know the other company that makes flyline bracelets. And I was like, let's do that. And then she did a book drive at our church and donated like 50 books to Children's Hospital Pittsburgh. So me being the entrepreneurial guy that I am, I was like, let's start this thing. And we gave it a name called Lilia's Lines of Love, where we take fly lines, some new, some recycled, build bracelets out of them. We sell them on the website. She makes them all. And then we take 25% of all the sales and donate it and get books for the Children's Hospital Pittsburgh. Um, That's awesome. All that going, is so cool. Yeah, that was an episode that. by itself. Yeah, we probably so yeah. so cool. should have went down yeah. that. All going full circle, Micah, my three-month-old, was in the Children's Hospital last week with a skin infection. He was in for two straight days. Oh, man. Um, got it diagnosed and uh, got him say antibiotics. But we're sitting in the waiting room and there's this bookshelf. And because of COVID, we haven't been able to make any donations, and it was empty. And I'm like, oh, we got to make our donation real soon. Because I went and saw as now a, you know, somebody who needed help at the hospital. There's like 50 people in the waiting room. Like, oh, we got to donate our books. So the last year we donated, we donated over 200 books to the Children's Hospital. So that she got involved in. And then Nolan, my next one down, who's 10, started making keychains. So we've got his keychains that he makes on there. And then moving next down the list is Joel. Joel's my quiet guy. He had some speech issues early on because he had ear infections like the first two years of his life. Um, so I was like, try putting your hands on your ears and learning a new language. Like that's the way he was. So oh, he wow. was very shy. So I've got a candy machine in this shop and he owns the candy machine. And I was like, this this winter when you're off for Thanksgiving, we're going to walk around to the other shops in town and try to get a candy machine in their shop. So now I'm trying to build a little business for each of the kids and see kind of how they get involved in it as well. Um, and then Judah's my my little buddy. My wife actually runs a – she's the teaching director of a local Bible study. This year she has 200 people at her Bible study. So wow. she basically presents a sermon just like a pastor does every week. And when my buddy Judah wasn't in school last year, we went out and dove hunted and fished together and grabbed pancakes for breakfast. Um, so he's my, he's my emotional kid. Like he's, Hey dad, guess what? What buddy? I love you. I'm like, Oh, I love you too. Bud. Um, and then we got Micah is my last one there and he's, uh, he's three months old and just a ball of joy. He just smiles all day long at everybody that gives him attention. So that's my lowdown of all of my kids. Um, they're all fantastic. I love every single one of them. And it's, it's interesting how you take the same two pools of genes and uh and reproduce with them five times and they're all very different you know they <laughs> all sure. have different personalities skills, and you know god has blessed them with so many things and i try to remind them of that and um but it's just neat that i'm trying to like get them involved in the sport and if they say no it's like ah, that's okay like go play an instrument go learn golf go do what you want to do that makes you happy if you don't love fishing and you don't want to work at my store down the road that's fine but my hopeful goal is to pass it on to the next generation down the road. So I joke with the kids. I'm like, you're going to run the store when daddy's old. And they're like, daddy's already old. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, kids as they're getting older, they're getting a little smart mouth, but <laughs> we got to go That's back great. to this. Uh, 
I had not seen this on the website until you until you brought it up. The the lines of love, and I just want to make sure we yeah. give a quick second to uh, so old fly lines you can just donate to you. Yes. So if you donate them in, um, we'll give you a coupon to buy a new fly line off of us. And then, yeah, you can just mail them in and we recreate those in a fly line. So some of the popular colors like yellows and oranges and greens will re- recycle. But you can see some of the color options. We have like purple and pink and black. And we've actually, I've actually gone to my line manufacturer up in Canada and had him make us custom colors just for the bracelets because we couldn't find them elsewhere. Um, but yeah, so we've been running that for a couple of years. She was actually nominated for a young woman of Pittsburgh award, um, by a nonprofit in Pittsburgh and was one of the youngest people, uh, that was nominated out of the like 25, 30 girls that were there. So it was neat. That was like, she got interviewed from something a while ago on like her greatest accomplishment. And she was actually on a Pittsburgh news station for it a few years ago as well, that they interviewed her and came to the house with the camera crew and, um, so, you know, she's like, as of right now, 12 years old, her greatest accomplishment was being on the news and, and helping to create this and helping little kids. So, uh, so it's just neat that, you know, I'm behind the scenes, like, you know, I, all she does is kind of braid them. I do everything, but I'm going to give her all the credit. <laughs> That's right. You <laughs> should. You should. <laughs> I love it. So that just, is so, that is just so cool. That's awesome. I'm just, I can't wait to the <laughs> fact that you're doing this with fly lines and that she's doing it and you're giving back. Oh, know. the bracelets look sweet, man. Yeah. I know. I, what? I, you, you, we got to buy your daughter one. <laughs> my daughter sure, would love it be for sure. That. Yeah. My daughter would love one too, for sure. Don't no question. So mm-hmm. do you get a chance? Um, you know, C- Caleb has two kids. I have two kids. So, together when we take all four of them it feels like a, a <laughs> pretty, pretty big day yeah <laughs> and you're, you're taking all done. do you ever take multiple kids together on a, on a little fly trip maybe just, you know, just a little fishing trip or do you try to sit we, we always go on the dad tip you know so do you take them one at a time <laughs> or uh how much time do you get you know you're running a fly shop you're a busy guy to get to get out on the water with them or and you like you said some of them may not be as interested as others but do you get that opportunity this past spring, I had my older three fly fishing all at the same time on a little farm pond. So that was like, oh, we're getting close. You know, they don't need dad's help that much. And uh, they can catch some fish. And my older son's now like taking fish off of the hook now and putting them back. So, but now, like my my new Father's Day gift to myself for the last couple years is one-on-one time with each kid over Father's Day weekend. Like, that's a better gift than then getting me, like, oh, of course, I love, like, the handprint cards and whatever else. Like, no. So I will took my daughter out to a park, and then we got ice cream and, you know, went for a walk and took my son fishing, took my other son to the golf, you know, to the driving range. And just spending time one-on-one with them has been key. Is That was always my worry talking to my wife before we had a bunch of kids is I don't want too many that I'm going to ignore them or someone's not going to get them enough attention as another one. So uh, one thing that we've done as a family, when each kid hits 10, we take them on a special trip. So my wife took my daughter to New York City to the American Girl store and you know walked around the city. When she turned 10, I took my son on this fishing trip when he, he turned 10. So that's kind of like our rites of passage. There's a book called, um, oh, I'm going to blank on the name, Raising a Modern Day Night. So it's a yeah, great book it. on like raising, book. raising young boys into so a great book to plug in in this podcast for this stuff. And I've kind of adopted some of those things of having like um, uh, rites of passage trips at certain ages and, 
you know, trying to find some opportunity while we're driving around or fishing to talk about who Jesus is and how important he is in our life. And um, so having that one on one time is key. Uh, yeah, there are times where I've got multiple kids right now. There's my kids are so outdoors kids. They they'll they're like, hey, can we watch a Pokemon show or whatever for half an hour? And then they're outside playing with the neighbor kids. My son, Joel, we just call him dirt ball. Like, I don't know how you get so dirty every <laughs> single day. But That's like great. you need like three changes of clothing because you're just a mess all the time. But I'm not ever going to complain about that because I'd rather him be full of mud than be sitting behind, you know, in front of a television screen or playing video games all day long. Like, like, Joel, your shirt's on backwards and it's muddy. Like, what happened? I don't know, Dad. Like, That's fine. Go back outside and play. Um, so we love the outdoors. We just took a big family vacation last year to the Smoky Mountains and hiked and fished and, you know, saw all kinds of great sights and did a whitewater rafting trip. Like, you know, my wife, when we first got together, like she did a little bit of that stuff, but we've kind of adopted that mentality of we're going to be out in God's creation and have some fun with our kids and, and do a lot of great stuff together. Um, so yeah, to kind of answer the question with all those kids, I try to do my absolute best, like tonight at five o'clock. Since my my buddy Judah is in school this year, he's a kindergarten, we're going dove hunting tonight. I was like, we used to go every single week when the season was in last year, and now he hasn't been able to. So he's excited for us to go spend some father-son time tonight and and go catch some fish to get or do that. And then we've I actually have looking at fishing our YouTube videos. Uh, I have a couple with each of my three older boys that's just one-on-one. And one is like how to start fly fishing with little kids and just some you know, bits of wisdom on how to get kids at the age of five, six, seven into the sport and they're not quitting after 20 minutes. That's a, that's kind of where I was going. That's a great lead into, um, mm-hmm. we, I, we've talked about this on our, our show a lot. I, I've kind of waited. Foster finally went, uh, wild stream fishing with me, just me and him this year. We've done some fishing trips, but we actually hiked in mm-hmm. and hiked into Smokies a little bit, which is what we love to do. And he caught, some trout for the first time, but kind of by itself. And like you said, you, with your kid, you kind of, the more they get into it. So, um, it may be on this video, but what, what's your advice to kind of get them in and, and keep them around, but not scare them off too? you know, we kind of like to ask everybody that question. Snacks. <laughs> Snacks are key. It's, it's a recurring answer. It's like everybody's favorite answer. We're gonna have to get a That's shirt. Hilarious. We're gonna have to get a shirt made that just said "Dad's on the fly" with like a big snack bag or something, because <laughs> yes. it seems to be that answer for it's everybody. A common answer yeah. for everybody. Make sure you got good food for the kids. Yeah, for me is I don't start them on trout. I start them on bluegill. Like I've got a couple little ponds that I go to, and they have to find success early. If all of a sudden we're on the stream and we're an hour in and we saw one trout rise and maybe got a nibble, maybe caught one, they're like, mm, "I'm done, Dad." But if I can go in and like help them cast and catch 15 fish in an hour in some of these spots, like, oh, that was pretty fun. Let's do that again. Like you have to plan for success early on. You know, I'm not going to take them up steelhead fishing in the middle of February and, you know, oh, I hated this. I'm never doing it again. Um, <laughs> and so fill my fingers those... for three days. <laughs> <laughs> right. You got to find those easy wins early on um, and then just getting them involved. So, you know, I've got my kids sometimes on Saturdays putting products in bags and price labeling them and just understanding what the business is. But even, even early on, I used to tie flies and have my kids sit on my lap and we might tie something that I want to, but then I'm like, okay, pick out three materials and we'll tie something. It's always like all this pink thing and this orange thing. And like, I don't even know what this is. So we actually found one in the shop the other day. It was like a woolly bugger with like six different colors of marabou tail. And one of my employees like, what in the world is this? I was like, oh, there's a long story behind that. (laughs) 
great. I love it. I, I do the same thing with my with my boys and James, my youngest. He's big into helping me tie flies right now, and uh, now he's finding feathers outside, and we have to tie flies uh-huh. with whatever feathers he finds. You know, yeah. some bird, and we tied something up the other day. I, I don't. It'll never catch a fish, and I'll probably never fish it. But he loved it, and so, you know, it's his fly. And uh, I, I just uh-huh. think that's so great. Get, and I, I think that's the thing that I see from from hearing your story and hearing about how involved your family is, is you just, you didn't try to create some crazy experience. You just brought them in into this with you. You know, you didn't have to try to curate something wild and, you know, to try to make them fish. You just, you just brought them along. And and I think that's important. A lot of times our kids just want to be with us. They really do. And I I think that that time, part of the fun. Yeah. That mm -hmm. time over time is just what really is going to pay off in the, in the future. Yep. And no matter what that is, like I said, if, you know, if my kids get interested in something else, like I'm going to get interested in something yeah. else. I think it was, uh, who it was some famous actor and their kid loved doing gaming. And he's like, I just taught myself through doing some videos on how to build a gaming PC so I could spend some time with my kid. Like there's so much wisdom in that. Like I might, you know, I grew up playing drums and doing a little bit of this. And if my kids are musical, fantastic. I'll support them the whole way. If they want to, get into art i can barely draw draw stick figures but i'll take an art class with them like you know you look at you look at you know just the example of of so many good fathers in the bible and it's just they're they're mentoring and being beside them and walking through so many things you know with the utmost support no matter what and and i think jesus gave the ultimate example of that you know he didn't say like oh go and do this he's like come walk with me come with me Mm, drop what's good and follow me and and that's kind of the mentality i have with my kids too of you know if i'm going to do something i want my kids with me and you know there's a rare occasion that i'm fishing by myself you know people always tell me like oh you want a fly shop you must fish all the time like no i work six days a week and i have five kids at home i never fish anymore (laughs) i said in time it's going to come as the business is developing a little bit more but when i am it's either a buddy in tow or one of my kids in tow or we're planning something just specifically for the kids you know, and it's just, uh, I think that's what God's called me to do. And he's given me like the personality and the drive to be able to make sure that I'm, I'm with somebody. Like I got a good buddy who I've gotten to know in the last handful of months and his mom just passed away like two weeks ago. And, and he's like, Ryan, you know, in all of this, I just know that you've been praying for me because I can see it. You know, I know that other people might say that, but I know that you're doing it. And I called him up today. I was like, what are you doing tonight? I'm taking Judah hunting. Why don't you come bring your boys out? And he's like, oh, I'm actually meeting with an old friend, but another time I'll do that. And his, his seven-year-old just dropped a nine-point buck last night, like first nice. deer ever. It was just super awesome to see that. But just just walking with him, like being with him as he's as he's mourning his mom's death, like, you know, it doesn't – if my kid had a bad day at school, I'm like, turn off the TV. Let's go on a drive. Let's go do something. Mm. You know, I think that's so important, whether it's, you know, celebrate the good things and, and help them get past the bad things. And, you know, we've had struggles with our kids in the last couple of years. My one son's uh, uh, got some OCD issues. My daughter's had some issues at school with some other kids. And it's like, I don't care. I'm not going to be angry over this stuff, but let's work through it. And let's figure out what the Bible says in the meantime about it all. So some of those one-on-one times, they're rare as business is busy and, you know, with five kids. But I try to prioritize that uh, as best as I can as time goes on. I think that's really wise. And uh, thanks for sharing all that. So you, you've hinted at it, and we, we don't want to take up too much of your time. We know you got to get to a dove hunt here in a little while. But uh, yeah. you've set up this entire business, Risen Fly, um, to help you create con- gospel conversations, we'll call them. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. We we would really love before we wrap this podcast up to tell us why that's so important to you. And so basically, wh- where your relationship with Jesus? Where did it come from for you? What's your kind of salvation story like, and why is it so important to you still today? Uh, so, you know, you grew up in the church and you always hear these great testimonies of like, oh, I fell down in the ditch and I was there and it was just got worse and worse. And, and I spent 13 years in the youth ministry and I'd have all these kids come up to me and they're like, Brian, I don't have a story like that. I'm like your faithfulness in God is just as great of a story as you going down in the depths and coming back up. Absolutely. Like, I love that. Yeah. You grew up in the faith. You, your parents loved Jesus. They taught you how to love Jesus. You adopted it as your own. You're following after him. Now you're raising your kids. Like, how great is that? Um, and that's a lot of my story. Like, I remember, quote unquote, being saved at a VBS when I was like five years old. Uh, grew up in the church. I've been at the exact same church now. I hit 30 years. I joke our pastor is kind of like... Uh, our, our pastoral staff is kind of like Steelers coaches, and in 40 years, we've had three pastors. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, they've been around for forever. That's great. And I joke that our current pastor's been there for like 22, 23 years. I was like, ah, I got you beat by a handful now. Been there since I was in third grade. Uh, so, yeah, I grew up in the church. I went to youth group. I was actually like the only kid in my grade that went all the way through the youth ministry and stayed persistent and changeover of youth pastors. I went to a Christian college over in Canton, Ohio called Malone. Uh, that really kind of adopted my faith as my own, just seeing all these other fellow men, young men and women that are Christians that are seeking after God boldly. And that really inspired me to kind of take the next step. I just remember my group of friends we just got addicted to worship services. We went to up to eight a week between chapel and church on Sunday. We'd go to Akron on Sunday nights and worship services at all the churches in the area. And it just like pounded home that this isn't my God or this isn't my parents' God. This is mine. Mm. And uh, that hit me at that 18, 19 year old age range and uh, met a great lady and met her at church. I would say that's the best place to meet a, f- meet a future spouse is uh, going to church. And then I started volunteering at the youth ministry within a couple of years of marriage. And, you know, I think that taught me a lot. I think God uses a lot of people for his ministry and it ministers just, just as much back to them by them, you know, volunteering their time, their money, their efforts, whatever it is, you know, when, when God is using you, you're learning so much more about him through those processes too. So, uh, you know, he has, he has spoken to me through that. And then I've actually been challenged a lot by my dad. Even in the last six or seven years, he's kind of taken this different, different step in his faith walk. And it's challenged me to say, well, do I agree with that? And if I do, why? And if I don't, why not? And what does the Bible say about it? And uh, really challenged me to kind of take the next step in my Bible reading and my studying and being able to prove why I believe what I believe and, and understand what God's purpose is for us here and now in 2022 and how that's different from, you know, thousands of years ago. And, uh, and now I'm in association with a Bible study with a handful of men. We had it this morning. And it's neat that uh, my, my coworker Mitch has been joining me for that. Uh, a couple other guys. I actually had a guy this morning for the first time. He was one of my students in youth ministry like 10 years ago that now he's in a Bible study with me. So it's just neat seeing some of those kids, quote unquote. Now he's married and, you know, has a big boy job. And I was like, man, I remember you and you were in like ninth grade causing problems here. And now you're (laughs) hanging out with me in a Bible study. So 
you know, I think God has, has blessed me in so many ways because I've, I've been faithful through that all. And by no means am I perfect. I could probably tell you 10 things that I fell short on today. Um, but you know, he's, he's shown his faithfulness to me and I'm trying to show it back to him as best as I can. That's, that's wonderful. And, and I really appreciate you telling that story of, uh, you know, the fact that sometimes people want these big, great stories of faith of like, yeah, I was down in the ditch and God just appeared and all these things happened. And I, I know my story wasn't that way at all. And I used to struggle with that so much growing up, like especially a teenager gotten into college and hearing all these crazy stories from all these mm-hmm. people of all these amazing things. And uh, I watched something by uh, David Platt. Not sure if you're familiar with him yep. or not. Uh, yep. Pastor Reese, not too long ago, somebody shared it with me of what a blessing that is if my kid, cause I used to worry yeah. about that for my kids. Like what a blessing though. That's going to be for my kids. If maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe they don't have some crazy experience and they can say, Oh, I was saved on this day, but they just knew their whole life. The, the grace and love of Jesus. Yeah. I'll celebrate the fool out of that. You mean they didn't have to go through the crazy deepest, darkest Valley and come out on the other side. They just got to enjoy walking with Jesus their entire life. Like I, and, and so I really appreciate you saying that and just, yeah. and the, Cause I know that's something I've been wrestling with even recently, you know, even in the last mm-hmm. several months. So I'm um, just really appreciate yeah. you saying that. And man, I love what you're about. I love what you're trying to do. And um, we, we're so grateful. You took some time to hang out with yeah, us before we, uh, before we go here, we want to make sure risenfly.com, correct? Correct. Risenfly.com folks. You can find uh, their rods, their reels and, uh, and these awesome bracelets that I now know about <laughs> thanks to this episode. I already knew about their other stuff and fly boxes um, that, that you can see there. And if you're if you're ever up in Pennsylvania, uh, they now have a brick-and-mortar store that you can go check them out. Um, and uh, you can find all that. You said Beaver, Pennsylvania, is that correct? Beaver, Pennsylvania. Beaver, yeah, we're Beaver. pretty close to the airport right there in Pittsburgh. Okay, so close to Pittsburgh. If you're ever flying into Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and you're out there, go, go check them out for sure. And uh, we yep. can't thank you enough. We wanted to make sure that we let everybody know where to find you and uh guys go check out their stuff and now you know the cool story behind risen fly fishing which uh caleb and i are just stoked that you took the time with us we knew that this would be a a true dad on the fly there's you know he fits all the categories for sure and uh ryan we appreciate today man and uh thanks so much Oh, you're welcome. Before we go out, I'll kind of do a surprise for you guys. So I know if anybody has listened all the way through this and heard me, you know, jabber for a while, you can hop on our website and use the code DADS. We'll set it up for 15% off your next order. So D-A-D-S, if you just pop that on the website, we'll give you guys 15% off if you want to get any of the gear off of our site there. Oh, thanks for that, man. That's awesome. That is fantastic. (laughs) We really appreciate it. Well, Ryan, thanks again for your time. And, uh, Everyone who's been listening to this part, thank you so much for hanging out and listening to us. And until next time, tight lines. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. We hope this episode has inspired and encouraged you as a parent or an angler as we wade through faith, family, and fishing all on the fly. Make sure to check us out at dadsonthefly.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at dadsonthefly. Shoot us a message as we always love hearing from you all. If you'd like to check out any Dads on the Fly merchandise, you can find it there as well. And as always, if you can, leave us a rating or review and share this podcast with a friend. Until next time, tight lines. Thank you.